What if I told you that God and the devil made a wager, a kind of standing bet for the souls of all spoiler kind? This is the Flix X-Raid Podcast, starting in 5, 4... Welcome to Flake Six Raid. I'm your host and apprentice deportation officer, Tony. And tonight I am joined with my co-host, Midnight Natasha. You come into my house. No, sorry. I'll stop there. Uh, and with us uh, across the internet is Spear of Destiny, Joe. Greetings. I'm your Spear of Density. I mean, your Spear of Destiny. What's the difference? <laughs> As well as androgynous blonde angel or angle Ryan. Hola. <laughs> and officially dead for two minutes, Darcy. Aye. Is it this two minutes? Is was it before? Like, are we dead now? I wish. <laughs> I know. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about Constantine. But before we get into that, uh, let's take a moment to get to know our guests. And the question of the night is. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Hi there, this is Tony, the host. I'm just going to quickly stop here and put a quick trigger warning going forward. Uh, We are about to talk about things such as suicide and death, and we understand that this can be very triggering for some people, and we wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, If you want to continue from the episode, we finish talking about it around the 10 minute and 30 second mark. So we will start off with Ryan. Uh, since I'm a Highlander, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, actually, that's not true. I am employed. And I work in retail. <laughs> and that's yes. at least soul-sucking, so I don't know if that counts. That's pretty close to being near death. Yeah. Not going to lie. Working in customer anyways. service mm, on call center, yeah. too. Bleh. I worked at a call Gross. center. Oh, that's the fucking worst because everybody calls you when their day's gone to shit. Yeah. So nobody calls and goes, how are you? They call and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was. Like, wait, wait, wait. What company do you work for with customer service where customers call and go, how's your day going? Nobody. Uh, Battle. All right. Excuse me. When I go to battle, everybody's like, hey, Natasha. Cu- and I'm like, what up? Is that customer service, though? It is, technically, because I'm currently on the clock and employed and providing a service. Or are you more like at Cheers, but yeah. with axes? I guess. Th- that would be a show I'd watch, Cheers, but with axes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. All right, Joe, what about yourself? The exact same premise, only at an axe arena. <laughs> Myself? Well... Kind of. At least I kind of thought I was. Like I remember when I was a kid, and we were swimming in this place uh, back in Manitoba called the Sportsplex, and they had like these giant plastic bowl-like things that you could kind of float around in. And somehow I ended up overturning one, and they were pretty large and heavy. And the thing was kind of, you know, down below the water surface, and I was trying to swim under the sides of it, but I kept kind of running into the lip of the thing and so 
nobody had obviously seen me do it because they might have uh, questioned the fact that I was under there. But I remember just uh, trying like hell just to kind of plunge up and try to push this thing off of me or, or so I could get under. And then I thought I was going to drown there, but somehow I found the adrenaline rush to just kind of pop it up and out of the water just so I could get out. I mean, it probably, if I was a good swimmer, it probably wouldn't have even been an issue, but I was never a good swimmer either. So that, that just made it a little tougher than it probably should have been. Fair enough. That sounds quite traumatic. Darcy, how about yourself? Um, so I was a sea cadet when I was younger and we were sailing, uh, boats, out on Ghost Lake, I think. Um, when I was introduced to a part of the ship called the Boom. Uh oh. Why is it called the Boom? Uh, because when it hits your head, it makes a boom noise. <laughs> <laughs> so I was knocked unconscious, half falling out of the boat. Oh no. Um, because uh, a storm just like rolled in, like the wind changed suddenly, and I was looking the other way, so. When the when the wind shifted to hit the sail and the boom swung, hit me in the back of the head. Uh, when I came to, I was half in the water, being basically held into the boat by my commanding officer because I was in his boat as well. He was screaming at me, and like it was just that like you know that feeling of where, when you wake up, you're like, what, what? Because like here is it? Yeah, just like where every am day. I? Yeah, gravity is just in a weird direction. I'm half in the boat. I'm confused. And then, like, I came to my senses. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. And, like, you know, it was bright blue. And then all of a sudden, it was gray, windy, like, horrible out. And, like, I was shaking. I was close to vomiting. I had a a pretty good concussion. Hmm. And, yeah, that sucked. I can imagine. All right, Natasha. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Keep, we keep got, it down to three. We got to <laughs> get cool with a lot of things real fast, okay? Um, well, you were had somebody uh, licking your toes in like two minutes ago, so we're okay. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Um, being told I possibly had a brain tumor definitely felt um, amazing and awesome and definitely felt like a life sentence. Uh, when I was a kid, I fell into one of those... Um, I don't know what they're called, but I was at a campground. I was riding my bike and I fell off and I fell into this like um, open pipe where like water would go in and then it went oh. like under the campground. So I don't know what the fuck outhouse? it's called. You no, 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 no. Like, it's like running water. You fell it's like a creek or. A... I know what you're talking about. It's not about. sewer water. It's fresh water. Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. I think it's like an offshoot, like to make sure that the campground doesn't like flood, but it was like early oh, like we go a... yeah i think it's a drain Spill so away. we go um yeah so we go like in may when like in jasper so it's still quite cold at night and the snow was still melting and so it was really really rushing really fast and i fell off my bike and i fell in and my grandfather grabbed me by my overalls just before i went into the part that went underground so there was that one um i'm depressed and with that comes with a lot of suicide attempts so there's that oh those count and Pardon? Oh, those count? Oh, apparently. I have more yeah. then. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then the last one, which is probably the most recent one, was when I was at camp and we had some hooligans, hooligans, um, driving hooligans. their truck they were and they from were the really 60s. and really drunk. And we had a bunch of kids with us and they almost ran me and a couple of kids over, but I managed to throw them out of the way and then jump out of the way myself. So that happened. That was 
three years ago, I think. So I, I basically, like, in all intents and purposes, should be dead. But here we are. I feel that. Tony? Uh, I'm going to narrow it down to one. Uh, I was at point of impact for a T-boning. Um, when my dad was driving, we were struck uh, in our minivan. Uh, actually, it wasn't our minivan. It was my aunt's minivan. Of course it was. But uh, we, I was at point of impact. I was moved where I was sitting no longer existed by the time the accident was over. We did a 720 spin down the highway because we were going 120 and hit by a guy going 100. Mm. Oof. Surprisingly, no one died. <laughs> you didn't want to talk about the bear and the spoon? No, because I don't remember that one. I that's a secondhand story. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tell a, it. I'm gonna tell that, it. That's a near death story that he doesn't remember. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we went camping. It was like our first year of college or whatever. And for May long weekend, we went camping in Banff. And Tony was still drinking at the time. And he basically like took a little bit of everything and made like a swamp water, which included legit absinthe with the worm in it and everything. And uh, Tony lost. The tequila has the worm. This is the absinthe with the the wood in it. The wood in it. Whatever. The thing. I don't drink absinthe. So like. Don't put the wood in your mouth unless you're getting paid. <laughs> uh, so advice from Ryan. Yes. So Tony lost several days during that camping trip. Three. Uh, and during that time, he showed up and he talked to our other buddy, who was also quite gone, um, Devo. And he said, "I found something." And and then we were like, "What? What did you find, Tony?" He goes, "I found a baby bear." and a spoon and he holds out this like dirty spoon that he picked up from like the ground which we still have by the way we brought it home washed it and it's in our cutlery drawer um and then him and Devin, it's my favorite cereal spoon okay (laughs) so then him and devo went and they found the baby bear but devo wasn't quite as far gone as tony was and was like after like looking at it being like oh look at the cute little baby bear oh shit that's a baby bear and like dragged like hauled tony's ass out of there so you know, <laughs> I drunkenly found a baby bear. Oh, it's a baby bear. 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 <laughs> it had the little ears. Hey, does anybody else ever see those like videos of people like filming when they go out to like touch the wildlife in the mountains and you're like, get you back in the damn car. You mean absolute morons. All right. So now that we've all told our near death experiences, I think it's time for a synopsis and starring. I'm a spoopy bitch. What can I say? So Natasha, do you want to give us the synopsis there? Uh, okay. Detective Angela approaches Constantine, an exorcist, to help her investigate her twin sister's death. As he digs deeper, he realizes a dark conspiracy which could threaten the world. This movie is directed by Francis Francis Lawrence Francis. Francis. And is starring Keanu Reeves as John Constantine, Rachel Weiss as Angela Dodson, Dion, uh, oh... I'm gonna butcher this name. Dimon Hunsu. 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 As Midnight. Shia LaBeouf, real life cannibal. Shia LaBeouf. As Chaz Kramer, asshole. <laughs> Tilda Swinton as Gabriel. Hashtag and goals. Peter Stormare as Satan. Lucifer. Little horn. Satan. Lucifer. The all's about. All right, and with that, Mammon. it's time for us to play a game. Dun, 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 dun. I want to play a game. Oh, it's a game. A game specifically tailored for each participant. Let's have some fun. 
Constantine. So for zero points, did it come out in 2005, 2006, or 2007? Uh, and just for funsies, I'm going to start with Darcy. 1986. <laughs> Interesting. Bold move there, Cotton. All right, and uh, Joe? 2005. Ryan? I think 2006. Somebody got zero points. It's Joe! Surprisingly, it wasn't Darcy who went off book. <laughs> He's off the script. <laughs> you get a script? 2005. Mine was just blank. My real answer beats your non-answers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, was a now real for actual points. Shitty. All right, here's your first one, gentlemen. Howard the Duck. Was it released oh. in 1986, 1987, or 1988? Joe. What do you know? 86. Brian? I will also say 86. Darcy. I'm going to go with my first answer with 1987. Ryan and Joe both get the point for <laughs> 1986. Oh, yeah. I tried. I didn't try very hard. It would have been really funny if that was <laughs> the right one. Yeah. Like, Darcy was just a turner. <laughs> He's like, yeah. All right. Number two, Watchmen. Did it come out in 2007, 2008, or 2009? Ryan. 2009. Darcy. I'm going to have to agree with 2009. Joe. I'll go with the nerds. <laughs> Everybody gets a point. Look under your seats. You get a point and you get a point. There's just dogs underneath my seat. I just had a gum. I found my gum. <laughs> and All right, something number else three. that's not gum. Uh, but still sticky. Number three. Sin City. 2004, 2005, or 2006? Darcy. I'm going to say 2004. Okay. Joe. 06. Okay. Ryan. I think 06. Nobody gets a point. Uh, you don't get a point, and you don't get a point. <laughs> I'm taking them back. <laughs> Y'all lose a point. All right. <laughs> no, I only have one. <laughs> Leave your points right, under the seats. <laughs> Number four, Deadpool. Did it come out in 2015, 2016, or 2017, Joe? 16. Okay. Ryan? 16. Darcy? 17. Somebody got a point. Joy Joe and uh. Ryan <laughs> get a point. It was 2016. Number five, V for Vendetta. Remember, remember. Yes, the 5th of November. Anyways, 2000. Shut the fuck up, all you. No. <laughs> all right. 2004. Oh, I was the only one talking. <laughs> 2005. 2006. He started it. Also, she was also talking to the voices in her head. Yeah. Ryan, you're starting us. Sorry. 2004, 2005, or 2006 for V for Vendetta. I wouldn't have given it to him because he was making fun of me. <laughs> all right. Darcy. 
2005. Okay. Joe. I'll go with 2005 as well. Nobody gets a point. It's 2006. Man, we keep having that where it's like someone at the end, it's like we have two different ones, and it's like someone could easily split the difference. Yeah. And if they split the difference, they get it right. They get the point. All right, number six. Batman. <laughs> Which Batman? Which one? Which one? Tim Burton's. Yeah. Okay. okay. They come Batman. out in 1988, 1989, or 1990. Oh. Darcy. 1989. Joe. I'll go with that, too. Brian. 89. Everybody gets a point. All right. The next one is 300. Did this movie come out in 2005, 2006, or 2007? And we are starting with Joe. 2005. Brian. Uh, 2000 and, yeah, 2005. Darcy. 2006. Somebody got a point. Darcy got the point. Hey. 2006. It's a crime that the second one, which was actually a prequel, was not called 299. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that would be the spoof movie. No, that's uh, Meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans. Meet the Spartans. The stupid name. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight, The Crow. Did it come out in 1994, 1995, or... Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Tony, try again, please. The wrong number. Uh, no, I'm going to keep going with my thing there. 1994, 1995, or 1996. Uh, now I forgot. Ryan, you're starting. I want to say oh, 94. Okay, Darcy. Oh, I was just on this one, too. 95? <laughs> Joe? Mm. I'll take 95, too. Uh, Ryan a point. gets a point with uh, 1994. It's like Ryan my... taking the lead. It's By like... the way, the reason Tash is calling me out is I don't know what I was smoking when I made this, uh, <laughs> but it says 1994, 1985, or 1976. <laughs> Clearly so we're going back in time by nine years. <laughs> All right, number nine, The Boondock Saints. 1998, 1999, or 2000? Uh, Darcy, you're starting. 98. Okay. Joe. 99. Ryan. 98. Joe gets a point with 1999. Tying it up. Party like it's Number 10. 99. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> Did it come out in 2009, 2010, or 2011? Uh, Joe, you're starting. 2009. Okay. Ryan. Say 2011. Darcy. 2009. Nobody gets the point. It's 2010. <laughs> All right. Final question. Hellboy. Ryan, you have five points. Joe also has five points. Darcy, how are you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Uh, did it come out in 2003, 2004, or 2005? Which Hellboy? And first we are Hellboy? starting with Ryan. I'm assuming we're talking first... about the Ron Perlman one. Okay. 2003 was one of them. That was. I'll do that one. All right, Darcy. 2004. Joe. I'll throw a dart at the board and say 2004 as well. Joe and Darcy get a point with 2004. Actually, Darcy, you're not too far behind. I make fun of you for, you know, but like you're actually uh, got four. So that's pretty good out of 11. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Thank I'm you for a thumbs the, up. the that brings lackluster. Me back to school. I hit a wall. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us to the uh, two words. So uh, we'll start with Joe because you won the first game. And technically, you are our fresh set of eyes on this movie. You've never seen it before. You've never seen Constantine? 
I hadn't before this. No. <gasps> so why don't you start off with your two-word impression, and you can't use any words in the title or any hashtags. Oh, holy hell. <laughs> holy hell. I like it. All right. Ryan, our runner-up. Uh, Urban Fantasy. All right. Darcy? Doom Light. Doom Light? Like... Doom Light. L-I-T-E. Okay. I was gonna oh, be like, like, I light? was like, what? Like doom, but then it's like light. Like, are Wait, you trying to do like a jump? It's like a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> and Tasha, that, two words. She um, she she already gave her. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "That's one." He's not wrong. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say hashtag. No, <laughs> I said no hashtag. Hashtag is rule one at word. The beginning. Hashtag is one <laughs> word. First, that was the first rule. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag. I'm gonna say hot devil. <laughs> All right, it's not even that good looking. He's just really okay. Good. But like literally, though, if that man stood in front of me, my panties would drop so fast. It's not even. I'm gonna say yeah, Satan too. Yeah, Satan. But like, it, like if he just <laughs> did, you just say your panties would drop too. <laughs> Am I not allowed to agree with you? No, you no, are. You it's okay. It's perfectly Look, good. I love it. But like, if you just separated it's a his comfort head, thing. No, but like the whole no, thing. No, the whole thing together. The, the attitude, oh, no. the eyes, the the weird tongue touch. Do you I, want him to lick your ear? I would be like, yes, daddy. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start from the beginning of this movie. Because uh, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about the Satan scene when we get to it. But... Okay, fine. But I, I want to start from the very beginning we where uh, we start with in my the pants. introduction of John Constantine and that awesome exorcism moment jazz move the car (laughs) um i think that it sets up who constantine is in this weird little world of his and like what he does and his attitude yes exactly because he's very kind of it's it's his day job he's just (sighs) all right let's go because like he's very um let's get this over and done with he's an anti-hero yeah but like a reluctant hero? Yeah. It, he's literally labeled as an anti-hero. Okay. Cuz he's te- he doesn't want to be the hero, but he is. He doesn't even want to do what he's doing. It's not even about no, being he really... the hero. He's like I literally don't want to do this at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would love to look at him and be like, "So John, reluctant hero is a type what, of anti-hero." What did you want to be when you grew up? Probably not sane. seeing creepy grandmothers on a bus. Sane. I think his thing was he wanted to be sane. <laughs> normal. Yeah. That normal. Not Although psychic. that stupid line of um, he's like, I, I was born with this and blah, blah, blah. And it's you can see all these things. And my parents were normal. So they did what no- all normal parents do. They made it worse. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> hashtag relatable. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Especially for the time frame when this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, or how that old line he would so have good. been. So like, good. you know, even in present day, like his character. Mm. Like, well, yeah, his character would have been growing up in the 80s. Yeah. Like mm, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, nurse, ra- nurse Ratchet kind of. Uh. I still haven't finished the TV show Ratchet, but it is really good, you guys. Like I'm on like the last episode of it, and it is. But you can't bring yourself to watch. Sarah Paulson as Nurse Ratchet is like everything I want from her. Like <laughs> I thought you were saying yes. I want to be. I'm like, wait a minute, you're becoming a duck dorb. Hey, oh no, she's um. <laughs> Like she just plays delightfully, like 
evil but like in a very prim and proper kind of way and very manipulative like mm-hmm. very like like satan yeah actually this this movie has a lot of characters who are like that because <sighs> even like tilda swinton like the first time we see uh her As in the uniform in the yes uh, she's in a male suit yeah, a men's suit at the like the Catholic library. Place. Yeah, and they refer to like Constantine comes up and says, "I need to see him." So it's like literally they're addressing Tilda Swinton, who's very androgynous. I know the thing is on your your list to talk about later, and I will, and I'm gonna stop as soon as I just say that she's this androgynous fucking bombshell. Yes, like you guys are character. all over uh, Peter Stormare. I mean, like, Tilda Swinton in this rocks everything. Dude, Tilda Swinton's amazing in this as well. Even that dude who plays the minor demon is good. The yeah. one who's, oh, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Balthazar. Yeah, Balthazar. Like, that scene where the uh, priest is, like, trying to drink in his... Like, and he's just there, like... Watching. With, a like, just a cold bottle of water. Yeah, just yeah. watching and enjoying the sight of somebody drowning... Oh, gives in, me shivers. ...in their own delight. In a very good way. You know, and even when uh, Balthazar and uh, John meet at Midnight's Club, like, mm. that scene's cool, too, like... The finger licking good thing kind of just like, <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down. I'm so into it though, because you know that half breed demons would do that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they, it's so funny because, um, so I've been rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I literally feel like demons and angels would fall into this category of you can usually pick out the vampires from the group because they're dressed in an age that doesn't exist anymore. Like mm. it could just be like the seventies <laughs> instead of the nineties. And she's like, that's a vampire right there. Like, I feel like a lot of demons would kind of get stuck in that. Well, well it it's also like where they're like, no, go ahead. Go. <laughs> I was gonna say, do it. I was going to say is in in some urban fantasy books the way that these things are is they're out of touch with time, so mm. culture and progression of fashion doesn't actually like they don't register it. Yeah, they don't understand, which is it. what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. yeah, and they're quote unquote above it. They're not really part of human culture, so they wouldn't even keep up with those trends. Yeah, and, and yeah, like them the way to blend society in is... is just wrong. Because it would yeah. have been the last; they would be doing the same thing they did last time they were trying to blend in, which could be four hundred years old. Old, you know. But... Yeah. Yes, Darcy. <laughs> uh, the way the society is right now, they could just like roll up into a campus in full Victorian dress, and people like, "Are you a vampire?" Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sick. Yeah, Sweet. I accept you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you're like super pale. It's like the sun will kill me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, me too. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, dude, this art is amazing. Yeah, I stayed up all night. Do you just not sleep? No. Cool. All right. You I should... don't really need sleep. Yeah. It's like I'm on an insomnia. All... <laughs> cool, dude. Oh, dude, that sucks. It's like, it's like, do you eat at all? Yeah, I'm on a liquid diet. All right. Can I have your name? Yeah. Dude, you don't have to. You don't have to keep asking to come into the dorm. But I get it. I know. I just want to be respectful, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they could infiltrate and nobody would even bat an eye right it's now. It's like when I say thank hey, you. Hey, man, I don't want to intrude, but can I come in? Yeah. Like, it's like when you I. You don't have to keep asking. Yeah, but I need to. When I say thank you to Sarah a lot, like, she's like, you don't have to thank me. And I'm like, it is polite. I know you would do it. And I thank you for it. And I appreciate it because I get super awkward. So then my arms come out at that, like, weird, like, 90 degrees. The defensive pose. The defensive pose. And I'm like, thank you. Make yourself look bigger for defense. <laughs> like an owl she's like babe like of course like you don't have to thank me and i was like yes i do anyways back to the plot 
Spear. Spear of Destiny. That's Joe. Joe, what the fuck? Why are you wrapped in a Nazi flag? Yeah, what the hell, Joe? What the fuck, Joe? I read the room wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right there, Prince Harry. Actually, what I like about the Spear of Destiny in this is it's the same prop uh, Spear of Destiny from Hellboy. What? Is it? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they reused the prop. Does that put them in the same universe then? I'd actually like to think so. Okay, well, well are th- aren't you, they both Marvel Angel, or DC? No, no, no uh, Dark Horse. But I don't know if Constantine. Which is owned uh, by which is DC, DC. But like, that's a. I thought Hellboy was Image. It might. No, be. I'm pretty sure. No, yes, you're right. Hellboy is Image, but he if has Alexa ha- was in here, I'd ask her. But he has had crossovers with Batman before, so he is part of the overarching. So maybe he is Dark Horse. I thought he was. No, you know who's Image? Spawn. Spawn. Yes. Is image. That's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, uh, so they're both dark horse. So they, yeah, they so would they the they are they are under the big um, DC umbrella, but but like they could definitely be a uh, uh, Hellboy is owned by Dark Horse, um, okay. specifically, which is separate from DC Comics and Marvel. However, DC tends to work more with Dark yes. Horse than because uh, I also know that Constantine is a Dark Horse yeah. product, even though he's the, the Justice League. Dark Constantine Justice Justice League. also Justice showed League up in dark, the um, what it's called. Swamp Thing comics that's okay but like seriously if anybody hasn't seen justice league dark please do it's really good i really liked it i watched it with my grandfather who by the way loves superheroes and actually has a quite a collection of comic books and uh we bonded over it for the first time ever considering he's like a womanizing he has an original or two copies of the in mint condition of the death of superman series yeah like he's a hardcore collector but like I would also like to wonder how uh that spear this the spear of destiny A ended up in Mexico. Ended up in Mexico <laughs> in a Nazi flag underground. Uh actually a, um a lot of Nazis flee Germany and there's like literally a camp of them in Brazil and like Central yeah. America, yeah, Central America and stuff. Yeah, all through Central America head. there was tons so, of uh, it wouldn't head. be Un- yeah, it wouldn't be unusual to find them in well, Mexico. Well, and also, right. like, Nazi Nazi Germany sent people to... America, like, just look at, you know... <laughs> um, Nazi Germany sent people to Mexico, or at least a message to Mexico, to, for Mexico to start a war with America. Yeah, they were trying to uh, yeah. get I knew me- that. Mexico's help, so I, I could see the Spear of Destiny being there. And it's yeah. also easy for him to... to just walk across the border, and but also not start in America. It'd be harder if it's mm. like he was in Germany. And then, yeah, yeah, so. you know, for the plot's sake and stuff like that. I mean, I'm like, I have a bone to pick about holy water about it, but you know, here we are. Well, pick you've already figured out the holy water. It just has to be more than half. I know, I know. Tasha, I, Tasha, please go into this. what I can't remember. Okay, Ryan, do you remember what podcast that was that I did? That I, uh, I, that on? I remember the second podcast you talked that on. This will be the third, <laughs> at least, that I know <laughs> of. Okay, so then that means if anybody is just tuning in for the first time, hello, welcome to Flix X Raid. Um, time to talk about holy water. <laughs> woohoo. Uh, so, holy water is done that as long as the container of holy, like of water, is half holy water, then the other half becomes holy water. So then you can basically like have a, like an endless water trick. What do you call it from Minecraft or something? Yes. Is that what you called it? Infinite water. Infinite water, where basically like if you have a jug, like a four liter jug, and it's uh half holy water, you could put it in, split it does into it two. Does it have four- to be? Does it have to be minimum half, or does it have minimum. to be half plus one? It has to be minimum okay. half. It has to be at least half. And then you have to 
and it's, it takes 24 hours for it to make the rest yeah and it has to be like distilled water as well which is the bone to pick that i have because they technically launched those uh those relics into the sprinkler water which would not be distilled water no uh, but that was a relic from the city ho- that's true holy I, water, I mean not holy water creating holy water that actual, you know what that's a good point yeah because that's a holy relic. Uh, actual cannibal shia labeouf mentioned that one of two uh, yeah. Crucifixes of certain. Which, of course, something. Midnight has. <laughs> Which, of course, Midnight had. He's, he's a collector. I mean, he had an entire reliquary of shit. Well, yeah, so, he anyways, was a yeah. TLDR <laughs> is that as long as your Get container <laughs> is half holy water and you leave it and you fill it up with distilled water, the other half becomes right. holy water. And then you can, therefore, split it again and then get more holy water and then split that again and get more holy water so the fact that uh, like Constantine had that whole row of those like Culligan bottles lining the windows of all holy water like that would take time but you could do it and him in his position that seems like a very like that's a good investment you would do (laughs) right like yes absolutely yeah right and he like he had the runes around his room yeah like it, like we definitely f- saw that they were in his doorway, but there's, uh, he could have easily carved that into his windowsills as well. Yeah, probably most likely did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to protect himself, right? Yeah. It's actually baffling to me that the uh, the what's his name, B Man behind the bowling alley, yeah, didn't do that. Didn't live in a similar area. Like the fact that he's got that area behind the bowling alley, but he knows what's out there. I'm like. It could be just that he just didn't feel like he'd be a target because he's a researcher, not like Constantine. He, yeah, out he in might the field. have been in that neutral party that he just shouldn't have been targeted. Or I side. do have another theory, but it's really stupid. Bring All it right. on. He was being helped by Gabriel? No. So that Constantine's. This is if anybody's read the Dresden Files. Constantine's house was a home. He had a basically he had a threshold in his home. B Man's place where he kept all his stuff was in a public commercial building, hmm. right? Mm. Which would be accessible. So there's to no Demon threshold. Himself. So there's no barrier. Wait, do for... demons have to follow the rules of vampires where they can't be let in? No, it's no, not. but it's a, it, like you can mystical... easily put wards up. Oh, right? okay, okay, that makes so sense. So it's more. It's it's like a like you built a home with your ex, your, your like your intent your house and the walls become like a spiritual barrier as well to protect you while you're in your home. Okay, so that was just B-Man's laboratory? Well, not, or if he lived home. there, but because it's a commercial work? building, like people are breaking, like mortal people are going in and out all the time, and he doesn't, it's not this, like the his whatever spiritual barrier he's trying to build is breaking, being broken up by um, other mortals passing through it all the time. Okay. Because that, that was just whereas midnight would probably be invoking fey rules to be honest because yeah. the fact that he was like this is neutral territory no one can fight on my land yeah he's probably invoking fey law but yeah. he's also strong enough to enforce it mm-hmm. like yeah. Constantine is just a puny human B man appeared to be a human at this point um, midnight something else midnight is definitely he's a witch doctor that's that. at least a thousand years old I'm pretty sure that was so he's too. an immortal yeah. Yeah. So he's probably living more on the Fey rules of hospitality. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that much was certain because you needed to pass a, 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 a minimal psychic test of reading a card mm-hmm. uh, from the back. Uh, and Which like, those cards would also be psychically enhanced. Yes. Um, probably with runes or something, Invisible Ink. But, like, yeah, that's Magic. where angels and demons just Magic. kind of 
fucking through mixers. Hey. They like to party mixers. and drop a lot of money. He, he, yeah. he. They just speaking of money. They just, time for game number two. Fuck. Dun, dun. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. Show me the money. Show me the money. Now you've had enough. All right, so it's time for us to play The Price is Right. I don't want to play. Jesus Christ. So uh, Joe is the one who... Kind of his influence. All right. If you could call it that. So uh, we're about to play The Price is Right. So the way this works is you guys are going to get a category, and you guys have to guess the numeric value. Price is right rules. Close without going over gets a point. If you get it bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys are both over, we'll k- stick with the same category, but we'll switch who goes first. So Joe won the first game, so Joe's going to start us off. Joe, what do you think the budget for this movie is in millions, not thousands? It's right. Mm-hmm. So 2005, Keanu Reeves. After the Matrix, though. Tell the swim. And, you know, after Peter Dracula. I'll Even Shia LaBeouf was uh, Rising Star at this time. Yeah, this was after his Transformers, wasn't it? But before no, before, iRobot? But anyway. Or after iRobot? Was he in iRobot? Yeah, yes. Shia LaBeouf was in iRobot. He Shia played LaBeouf. a very similar role. He played the exact anyway. same role. Except yeah. it's, uh, it's younger. It's Joe. So, Joe, go. 50 mil. Okay. Who's second? Ryan. 114 mil. Okay. Darcy. I'm going to split the difference and say 100. That's Somebody not- has double points. Darcy has double points. Oh! <laughs> it's $100 million was the budget estimated. Hot damn. Did you just join the like Bang On Club? No, I've been there before. <laughs> he is definitely he's a, a DP, DP queen. queen. Or no, he's not a DP uh, queen. He's just a Bang On Queen, right? No, no, he's a DP queen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, category number two. Ryan, you're starting. I think starting you need it. to get like three in a row to be part of that club. Yeah. It's two in a row. Two in a, two row. In a row. But you've done that. You're yeah. a DP queen. Right. Uh, it's two in a single game is a DP queen. Okay. Domestic <laughs> like box office. Rules for just a uh, I don't know. Club. I'm not in the Ryan. club, so I just sit on the outside and go, I want to be better than club. Ryan, you're starting us off domestic box office in millions, not thousands. 31 million. 3-1 from Ryan. Darcy. 45. 4-5 from Darcy. Thinking it's a bomb, both of you. Joe. <laughs> 33. Somebody got a point. Uh, Darcy got the point at $75 million. <laughs> 75.9. 75.9 million dollars. I would have accepted 76. I distinctly remember this not being very popular. Okay, yeah, I, I loved it. it. I mean, I loved it too, but I just know that this wasn't very popular. This is a Darcy Popular, movie. not a lot. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the shit out of you. All right, right, Darcy. Next category. Right. Foreign box office. You're starting us. Millions, not thousands. Foreign box office, I'm going to say... 30. Okay. 3-0 from Darcy. Joe. 50. 5-0 from Joe. Ryan. 60. 6-0 from Ryan. Ryan got it at $154.9 million. What? Dollars. It's because of So this actually has a net profit of $130.8 million. Oh. It did well. It did very well overseas. All right. So next up. 
opening weekend domestic. Joe, you are starting us. Millions, not thousands. Millions, not thousands. Uh, knowing that its total run was 75.9, how much of that was opening weekend, Joe? Uh, 25. Okay. 25. Ryan. Oh, I was going to say 27, so I'll say 27. 27 from Ryan. Darcy. Fucking Joe took my answer at 25, so I'm going to go 26. 26. So you're going to go right between Joe and Ryan. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's ride. Okay, Ryan got it. It's 29 Ooh. million. 29.7 million dollars. All right. Next category. I hate this fucking category so Darcy's much. favorite category. Oh, I hate uh, <laughs> Ryan, you're Same. starting us off. Critic rating, critic rating as Tash is bitching and giving it away. I'm not. I'm just saying I hate ratings because you never know where they're going to fucking sit. All right. Critic rating. Ryan, you're starting us off. Uh, since it's a Darcy movie, I'm going to say 38. 38 from Ryan. Darcy. Well, considering that I really like this movie, I'm going to say 32. <laughs> 32. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, what did you say? Just so I remember. 38. 38. Okay. Darcy. <laughs> or Joe, sorry. Uh, 45. Somebody got a point. Joe got it. Oh, it was 46%. Wow. <laughs> Almost double points there, Joe. Off by two. One. 45. Yes, one. Sorry. Math. This is Math is hard. It's uh, adding two. one to things. Oh. <laughs> two plus two is four. All right. Let's see why this is so popular. Darcy. Audience. Tot Tomatoes. Audience. Yep. 86. Okay. 86. Joe. Uh, 60. 6-0 Joe. Ryan. 73. 73 from Ryan. Joe gets it at 72. All right. Final category. Darcy is up by one. (gasps) Joe and Ryan are tied to a piece. Uh, Joe, you are starting us. No. I don't know. Don't ask me. Yeah, sure. Why not? Joe can start us. Ryan, Ryan's starting us. Oh, okay. IMDb rating. 73. 73 from Ryan. Darcy. 65. 65. Not my favorite number in the 60s, but you know. <laughs> Joe. And I'll say 60 even again. 60 even. Darcy gets it at 70%. Ooh. Ooh. I was hoping he'd say 69, so I could go nice. Nice. <laughs> but still We're wrong. here. <laughs> uh, but it's Darcy, you adults. win game number two. Hooray! Pretty, pretty princess, which puts now. you at a disadvantage in the final game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was me. Oh, I thought I kicked my dog again. I was like, no, no Roma, I'm sorry. I just kicked Darcy. That's fine. <laughs> He's used to it. He pays for that. On <laughs> so back days. to the plot. Okay, okay. Meanwhile, back at the plot. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves in this. He's uh, amazing. Yes. This is one of my preferred roles for him, considering he a lot is. of people consider him to be a bad actor. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, okay, but like, have you? Did you ever see Bram, like Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yes, it was awful. He's terrible. He's in terrible that. in it. Or even The Lake House, also terrible. I will say this: Keanu Reeves does has been in great movies with other great actors, and I think he has learned yes. a lot from them. Absolutely, like The Matrix was good. He was really good in The Matrix. Devil's, I liked him in The Matrix. Devil's Advocate. I think he was good yes. in that. I also liked um, was... Always Be My Maybe. Is that what it's called? With um, 
Ali Wong. Yeah. And he's like the boyfriend playing Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's playing And he's himself. getting his ass kicked and he's still being nice to like the, the, the love okay. interest or whatever. So the thing about Keanu Reeves is I think he's a mirror of an actor. So when he's surrounded by good actors, he's he does amazing. Yeah. But when he's surrounded by mediocre or okay actors, you can see like it Bram just Stoker's dive. Dracula, sorry. I do like mm. Gary Oldman, but like... Yeah, but they didn't it's just like one much. of those. No, they yeah, didn't. No, and exactly. the people, the actors that he did interact with We're are are okay. Are okay. So I feel like Keanu Reeves is a mirror actor. He's able to play off of who he's surrounded by. Exactly, Bill and Okay, Ted. but like I just he is Constantine for me. I'm sorry. It's like like he forever has, been in my brain. He's really great at roles where you need to have a stoic bad guy or a stoic good guy who just doesn't give a he's shit anymore. Voice. With a with a, whoa! <laughs> but he's like, like an old Ted. Yeah, where like he just ran out of fucks to give about twenty years ago. A jaded Ted. Yeah, jaded, he's a, a jaded, jaded Ted. Ted. That's so jaded good. Psychic Ted. <laughs> he's, he's okay, so like no longer high. He is yeah. now just he's, he's sobered put, up. Sobered up. He knows he can the no longer are get real. high. He knows the demons are real. He's sober. Shit. And he's yeah. fucked as shit. You know, and it's funny too because so we play we a game. Weed for cigarettes. Yes, yep. we play a we game called cancer. Continuous Canon, and so trying to like link Keanu Reeves between all his characters only makes sense when you realize he's like what a thousand years old. Oh yeah, no, it only makes sense if uh, he's Neo the One in every movie that's not a Matrix film is him in a different simulation <laughs> trying to like trying to keep him down. I will accept that. Well, he did. He did die in spoiler. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And they had to make a deal with that. He dies. I didn't watch the new one. Uh, No, no, that's the new one. one. That's the second one. Oh, I haven't watched that one either. I only watched the first one. In the second one, they both die and go to hell. I'm sorry. Stoner humor is not my thing. It's not stoner humor, though. (laughs) It is stoner humor. (laughs) No, it's humor about stoners. Okay, no, no. Hold on. It's the second one. They both die and they go to hell and they go and they meet death and death says, I'll, you don't, you don't have to stay here if you can beat me in a game and they keep beating him in games. And he's like, best seven of nine. Because death is getting frustrated and they're like, death man, it's okay. It's It's okay. okay." He's like, no, I'm going to (laughs) win. They're doing like twister connect. All right. All right. All right. right. I'm sorry. I just, the, the grim reaper, a Melvin. (laughs) <laughs> oh god and then anyways station. so keanu just was like i don't know like this this was like this is my favorite role of his this is also prime keanu mm. mm-hmm. like this okay is- now is great keanu as well okay i agree well, with that no, no, now is ridiculous keanu. that's true okay i'll give you that one it's a different kind of good now like this is like keanu in his prime that now we get keanu being like i can do whatever the fuck i want yeah <laughs> I can literally yeah, just show up. Yeah, I'm gonna go fucking up. toe-to-toe with three guys from the raid. <laughs> <laughs> and Shit. win. Shit. Joe, what's your favorite Keanu? Uh, John Wick's pretty cool, but I That's am true. a Bill and Ted fan too. And what about uh, The Replacements? You guys seen that Oh, one? that one's a good one. That's pretty good. That one is a That's good a goofy one. That's a comedy. That's a I just have to make this observation. I love that every time we ask Joe about something, it's like asking Buddha to answer something where he's just like, it's like, well, (laughs) he has such a profound answer that he has to contribute. It's Buddha from like a Southern grandfather. (laughs) 
back. Like everybody well, you know stops. Back then, no, I everybody had to stops. Do this. Like he's like that patriarch type that everybody stops and has to listen to what he says because we wait, we wait with like bated breath to be like, Joe, what are you gonna say now? What is Joe's Keanu? And he and Joe comes back with like three, two we've said and one, but like, and we're like, you know, sure. I like John Wick, I like Bill and Ted, but have you considered the replacements? <laughs> Well, also Mind like, blow. He's also very quiet while we're all yelling at each other for things that are completely off the script. Because that's where fucking goblins. I'll, we need I'll to pull stop a being trash cast because it just gets so. Sorry, Joe. You were gonna say, but there's some goblins yelling here. I'll pull yeah. a Jerry. I'll pull a Jerry and be like, "Imagine a world." <laughs> Keanu Reeves plays as the quarterback for a football team. Hijinks ensue. Ryan, what are you counting? Uh, the amount of um, Keanu Reeves movies I have on my Plex. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. I have 14. Love it. <laughs> and they're all pretty awesome. Point Break was... Well, that's Point Break. Point Break is a 90s was movie. iconic in its own way. Point Break is its own category. Point yes. Break is a very yeah, 90s movie. That's like, we want to be like, heat, but we can't be heat. shoots into the skies. <laughs> Sorry. Without Point Break, we wouldn't have got Hot Fuzz. Sure, that is very true. Or the Fast and the Furious, which also is true. also true. I, can I don't know that if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. The first one was actually pretty good. Okay, I and liked the first Fast. As and someone Furious. who recently binged them, <laughs> uh, I'm going to point this out. The first one is awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes. The second one is okay. okay. The third one is what are we doing? The fourth one, guys, stop. <laughs> the fifth one is what are we doing now? Sixth one is like, oh, you guys have decided you're going to go fucking balls to the wall. <laughs> oh, you guys have decided just to shove your whole be- head in the bag of cocaine. <laughs> I think. That's... And then eight, nine, and ten is just a cocaine like rip. I think somebody said once the third one is they're like, well, we're not getting renewed, but we got enough to do one more. <laughs> and, and then somebody was like, wait, you want a fourth one? What? And they're like, oh, fuck, we ran out of ideas on number three. <laughs> to the moon! <laughs> Most recent one, Ludacris goes to the moon in a car. What? I wish I was what? joking. Oh, for that, fuck's sake. You know what? Was, that actually I was a, seemed that, I was joking! I am not! Magnetic they go into cars, space, right? not to the moon. Magnetic cars or whatever? Uh, no, they launch a car off of a plane into the space. <laughs> are you in, into with the, a rocket into are the you space? Fucking, into the space. Are you Why? fucking not joking? Why? What? Why? 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 Because they have to launch the okay, previous so there's a one. satellite that they have to take Who out. Who the fuck was like, that's a great idea. And I'm going to put a hundred million dollars. So they get up there and they're going to hack the satellite, but then it's not going fast enough. So they decide to just drive in yeah. space into the satellite. I wish that I doesn't was joking. Work. It's not fast Physics and the furious if you don't have no. dumb cars. Okay, so Ryan, shut up for three seconds. Nope. <laughs> so this to me sounds like the same problem as Armageddon. It would be easier to train astronauts to drill. It would just be easier to send a fucking missile to destroy it. They can't because the satellite has stopped all the missiles. What? So let's send a fucking car because that'll work. It doesn't actually make sense. Something. I, I, what's the line from Odyssey 2000, Space Odyssey 2000 or whatever? I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. Yes, exactly. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. 
when you watch the movie, you're like, I guess that logic tracks. No, if you're a high no. on cocaine, and everybody like who's in the fucking audience knows that they are here for weird ass tricks that wouldn't actually work in real fucking life with some overly ripped boys and gorgeous female eye candy. Yeah, that's about the only thing that's. Uh, anyways, back at the plot, and you know Vin Diesel because I actually like Vin Diesel. Well, we're talking so let's about- talk about the characters of Gabriel and Beelzebub. 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 It's okay. So I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. They are the same, but on opposite ends of the spectrum. Tell me more. That's true. I would call both of them daddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got Gabriel. Also, who's. Who, who literally steps on him. Who literally yes. steps on him. I would want Gabriel to step on my face, too, and I, I would ask for more. Do you have, like, a horny stick or something I can beat her with? <laughs> no, she's already been hit enough with the horny stick. Just I just like sexy villains. Anyways, because so we've got Gabriel, mm-hmm. the high and mighty. on your face, yes. Stop! <laughs> Both of you! <laughs> we've got neutral androgynous gloriousness of Gabriel. Yes, where they are the Them. good. They are the keeper of the Let's thing. Let's put good in quotes there. Yeah, we're putting good in quotes there. Good on the, the end justifies side. the means in their eyes. And then we've got Satan. Ambition. We've got <laughs> Satan in... Who's literally oozing charisma. Yes. Like, his charisma far outweighs everything he's got going for him. Because, like, <sighs> when we were introduced to Gabriel, she's got Flowing blonde hair, yeah, pristine skin, tailored suit, fancy shoes, probably. I don't know. And then when <laughs> we're introduced to Satan, he's got crisp white suit, like gloriously linen suit, uh, yeah, linen uh, with like tattoos peeking out. Exactly, he's got tattoos and peeking tar out on his feet. Yeah, he's got tar. <sighs> he looked like he's coming, like walking out of a tar thing, and he's got the common collectiveness of a chihuahua. On a leash. And like the jaundiced eyes and the way he moves his tongue the and way like he nibbles on Keanu's oh, ear. Like he's like they are the exact opposites on the same scale. Because they're both angels. Yes. I love it. But like like I really like this version of Lucifer or mm-hmm. Satan, where they are collected. They all well, I mean collected in quotation marks if you go for it because holding it together there's a different kind of fear that comes from a man who like shows up in a gimp outfit and full tattoos and like half shaved head by the way and tash is bringing that up because while i was doing research um uh, peter uh walk in on that no no so peter (laughs) stormare actually um argued with the director about this costume choice of the suit so the director originally wanted to put him into not a gimp suit but leather pants uh, with like asses big leather, chaps. yeah, pretty oh, much. Chaps are asses. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Oh, God. That's gonna be a shirt one day. That's... All chaps are asses. Please make it a shirt. <laughs> I just want that tattooed somewhere on somebody. <laughs> All chaps are asses. Oh, All their ass. I know exactly where to tattoo that. <laughs> so anyway, the original costume was leather pants, leather combat boots. Uh, a leather harness, no shirt, covered in tattoos, and, like, a dog collar. Which, like, I could deal with that, but that's a really, quote, I'm going to put this in quotations, common, especially when you get into the, like, smutty, um, aimed-at-females-type 
story dark dark romance is, the, is what the subgenre is called that's a very common like satan shows up looking all like hot and shit and the girl goes Ooh, but then you get this like middle-aged man who shows up he's got this de- like this I-, I was gonna say devilish smile because he's the fucking devil but i'm not uh, but like this really um almost a natural smile like it, there's just such an almost cartoonish curve to it mm-hmm. like, like every every step he takes every movement of his eyes of his face of his hands they're all very distinct methodical and it is like the whole thing together is just like a fucking masterpiece and i'm just like i'd be yes. scared if that man showed up in front of me i would be scared of him i'd be much more scared of him than a guy in tattoos with leather pants and a leather cod piece because I'm sorry, but like yeah, I can find that every weekend. An hour. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, but like, this man who looks like he fucking came from Panama, coming for my ass. Yeah, tar Panama. Yeah, tar Panama. Like, so I love the bad guys who you because like we all have this preconceived notion of Satan, mm. Lucifer, the fallen angel. The amount of art that has come out about it. Yes. But, like, we we all have yeah. this idea of this rage incarnate being, the ruler of hell, who has to keep it in check. So they have to be absolutely ruthless to keep the demons in check. So we get this idea of somebody who will, like, throw a continent mm. to keep somebody in check. And he shows up in a pristine suit, buttoned, I have perfectly, ta- perfectly tailored. And, like, he is so well-maintained, but you still get these bits and pieces of rage Mm. poking through where he just wants to strangle the world. And the fact that he is so composed to put on a suit to go see John Constantine means a lot. Well, even when he goes to face off against Gabriel and he's like, the world will be mine, I just have to wait. Yeah, I I have a theory. Um, and I just came up with it. So the reason that I think that we really, really like this particular Satan is just so aesthetically pleasing to us is that technically we as the audience with John Constantine have been to hell twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've seen how destroyed it is because you told us it was based off of if a nuclear wave. Uh, it's based off the videos of the nuclear wave as it moves through like towns and stuff. Yeah. So like a simulation of it. And so we see this destroyed we see these gruesome demons we see these like really like dark chaotic and and if you think of a satan with leather pants and like a dog collar you're like yeah that totally makes sense Max, i got so it so then when we got like peter stomer coming in with this like pristine suit it's a juxtaposition and it's very almost like unnerving in the sense that it is so opposite what you would have expected that's my theory. That's, I, I, yeah, basically what I just said, but just better. Sorry. <laughs> well, here's the thing, no, too, like, is if... You just said it better. Like, if you see a guy who's, like, all tats, all leather, you know, all that kind of stuff, you have an expectation in your head, and you think they're going to be violent and scary. But which is more scary, the guy who's going to be violent and all raging, or the guy who's going to slit your throat and not, like, it's just part of his day, and he's going to move forward and go get groceries? Like... Yeah. Personally, I'm more yeah, scared no of truth. that person who's like, I'm yeah. going to wear or, a suit. I'm going to the just... one that you don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. And it's like the sociopath mentality of like, this is, yeah, them just destroying you is just a part of their day. And it's no different than you are no more important than any other part of their day. 
Yeah. It's Gus. It's Gus, it's Gus from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I would also like to put the idea out that Satan put on his Sunday best to go collect John Constantine. Legit. Yeah. Because they say it like three times. It kind of feels like how in Squid Game, like he, the main character always brags about his friend going to the specific school. They keep saying to Constantine throughout all of this, like. He's the one soul Satan himself is going to collect. Yeah. And lo and behold, it's true. So it's true. He put on his Sunday best. Pull Come get John. To go. To the thorn in his heel. Also, yeah. I think this is the fourth character that Keanu has played that is named John. <laughs> All right, with that, it's time for us to play game number three. Wee! Woohoo! All right, so it's time for us to play the Awesome Lodge Word Game. Excellent! <laughs> All right, so Darcy, you won the last game. What's up? Joe, you won the first game. Ryan, he's been playing. Um, <laughs> Yay, participation award. Yeah, he Yay. got close twice. He's uh he's doing pretty good, but he's oh, not dude, quite got it. But suck for you. Ryan oh, no, gets twice. the in marriage, it's fine. <laughs> All right. So Ryan, you get the biggest advantage in this game, uh, because you're going to pick your category, and then you also get to pick Joe's category, and then Joe gets to pick Darcy's category from whatever remains. I'm gonna so, pick my nose. Yeah, Darcy doesn't get to pick shit. Um, oh yeah, don't <laughs> stick your finger in that hole. No. So the categories we have tonight are movies with angels and demons, movies with Rachel Weiss, movies with Keanu Reeves, Ryan, you know the twelve different movies, <laughs> uh, and 2005 box office topping movies. So, Ryan, which category do you want for yourself and which category do you want to go to Joe? While you think about that for a second here, I'm going to quickly explain how this works. I'm going to put a two-minute timer on, and Natasha has those two minutes to try and get you guys to name the ten movies that I've already picked out in the category. She cannot use any words in the title. She cannot use any actor names, director names, or character names. Obviously, Rachel Royce and Keanu Reeves gives away a fucking actor name, but (laughs) can't use any others. She can't be like, Keanu Reeves and... Sandra Bullock. I'm going to use Daniel her Reeves as an example because they're Rachel in three Weiss. movies together. But <laughs> yeah. So, does that make sense? Yes. You know, what y'all have played before. Ryan, y'all, y'all. Uh, I'm Which category angels, do you want? Angels and demons. Because you hey, want that one for yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm curious how many I get. I can get out of this, and then um, <laughs> we'll give. And for Joe, give Joe Keanu Reeves. Ooh. All right, and Joe. Out of 2005 and Rachel Weiss, what word. do you want to give to Darcy? Uh, Rachel Weiss, I guess. Oh, I have. Oh God. I have a. After this, I I found an interesting thing, which a, a movie that Rachel Weiss is in there. So I'm wondering if it's going to be in this list. Well, we're about to find out. Okay, who's right. first? Who's first? Darcy is okay. first because he's the reigning pretty pretty princess. He's the DP queen. Okay. Uh, so Darcy, Rachel Weiss, are uh, you ready? Uh, uh, uh. I would always be ready, cool. ready for Rachel Weiss. <laughs> I know. I don't know what's wrong with Darcy. Did he just panic thinking about Rachel Weiss in the bedroom? I'm tired. All right. <laughs> Natasha, Rachel right. Weiss, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Starting in three, two, one, go. My favorite movie. The Mummy. Yes. Uh, sisters and then Flowers do this. So the opposite of sisters is? Brother Bloom? Yes. yes. Um, if... um. When Shepard goes against an order, 
Like, what is that action of going against a cor an order? Oh, um... Oh, fuck. A dog goes through blank training. Um... Uh, to serve and... Protect? No, uh... Uh, okay, in wedding vows, it's like I promise to blank my husband, but not blow my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do everything he tells me a, to. A vow? No, he... Oath. Okay, when when I when someone tells me to do something and I like I'm going to like I'm going to follow that task, I am. This is a hard one. It's a one-word title. Oh, for fuck's sakes! Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, okay. water shoots out of this in the middle of a town square. Uh, fountain. Yes. yes. Um, the wizard of Oz. And then the second part is like his name. So. Oh, Osmodeus. No, 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 no. Like his title. It's um. Um, Doctor Oz? No. Uh, mm, what the fuck? All right. Um. Uh, okay. What's the opposite of terrible? Great. Yeah. And then what's the a uh, opposite of um? Weak. Weak. Yeah, that might be a good one for it. Terrible. Strong. No, no. You had it. You, you said great. So yeah. Oz the great. Oh, Oz the great and powerful. Yes. Okay. And then, uh. For sure, perhaps. Okay, so what's another word for, like, for sure? If I say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's, that's the second, second word, word, but the first word is, like, I'm for sure going to do this. Uh, Absolutely. Time. Damn it. Definitely, Definitely maybe. maybe. Uh, disobedience, disobedience is the one that she was trying to get. Oh. I was like, I don't know this Obedience one. training for a dog, and then she was going to get you to say obedience. And then uh, to serve and obedience. obey. Oh. <sighs> I'm trying, okay? Uh, she didn't get to Sunshine, Black Widow, About a Boy, or The Lovely Bones. Okay, so Wee. the movie that I found, so has everybody seen uh, The Deep Blue Sea? No. Your dogs are With they uh, where they're, they're trying to make um, uh, fish or sharks smarter to cure Alzheimer's. The one with Samuel Jackson yes. where he gets eaten by the shark in bad CGI? Yep. So that's called the Deep Blue Sea. There's a movie with Rachel Weiss called Deep Blue Sea, which has nothing to do with the sea. <laughs> okay. Is it just the letter C? No, S E A. <laughs> it's about like an okay. abusive relationship and Who's how they got next? sucked in. I think. Next up is Joe with Keanu Reeves. Okay. Oh, Jinky. Right. Oh Jesus. Okay. Joe, are you ready? <sighs> Bring it on. Natasha? I'm ready. Here we go. Starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, when you're trying to argue an opinion that's not popular, you say, hold on. Let me be the... Uh, okay, angel. What's the opposite of angel? Demon. Uh, another word for demon. The devil's advocate. Thank yes. you. Okay, this is a home that people put on a body of water. We actually lake, literally lake just mentioned it. Thank yes. you. Uh, this is like um, when I am driving to work, I'm typically going too fast. Speed. Thank you. Yes. Uh, this is that movie where uh, the aforementioned actor shoots into the air with his gun and, and screams. It's the one that we were saying is like a category of its own. A point break. Yeah. Yes. Chaw, <laughs> yeah, dude. Excellent. I can't say that. You said Bill it. Did. Bill and Ted. I you. didn't say you can't say quotes. Oh, sorry. 
Uh, okay, uh, the one that you said that you really liked? The one that's happening recently where he goes crazy? No, 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 the one... Yeah, thank you. Um, the... The one! He's the one. That's his name. The Matrix. That's his name? It's not! His name is Neo! Alright, fine. Um, okay, this is the one that's, like, animated. Um... So, in order for a police officer to catch you speeding, they use a blank. Detector. Uh, okay, the thing that Radar you, like... Okay, so you put a piece of paper Speed onto trap. a machine. Sort of, yes. Okay, so at work, if you are doing a thing for a customer and you want to make something digital, you put it in a... Printer, photocopier. Sort of. It's like turning a physical piece of paper into a digital. Scan. Scan. Yeah, okay. Yes, oh, yes. And so then the next one is um, like the opposite of light. A scanner dark? Correct. Dark. Correct, time. And the next one is the movie that... Uh, you liked and pitched at us. The Replacements is next. <laughs> and then after yeah. that is The Day the Earth Stood Still. What were you yelling about? Which one? I said excellent. Yeah, excellent. he's like excellent. But it's Bill and Ted's excellent, excellent adventure. adventure. So I wouldn't have been able to say that. And so I didn't. That's want, why she yelled I, at me. I was yelling at Tony to be like, you can't count that could against be me because you fucked up. Yeah, not me. But what were you talking about? Shooting a gun in the air? Point break. Uh, point break. Point break. He, he literally goes to like shoot his friend. Can't do it. Rolls onto his back and shoots in the air while screaming. One of the okay. most iconic scenes in Point okay. Break. We literally. Okay, so so I got that one right, but and then you went into Bill and Ted. I thought maybe yes. I got yes. it. Yes, Bill I and Ted got it wrong. No, 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 you, no, you, you got it right. Another. You got it right. You got it right. Okay, you got eight out of ten. Okay, uh, which okay. So the you only missed I the last two that Tasha didn't get. Just looked at a bunch of those, and I think all of those were on there <laughs> on my list. All right, so movies with angels and demons. Oh, Ryan, God. are you ready okay. for the hard category? Yeah, sure. Why not? <sighs> okay. Here we go, starting in three, two, one. Dan Brown's go. Angels and Demons. Uh, no, you can't, you can't. That's not on here. All right. Uh, I already made small that joke. Nicole, uh, like uh, similar words. Small Nicole? Yeah. So tiny. So like, uh, okay, so big. What's the opposite of big? Small. Uh, another word for small. Tiny. Short. Oh, my God. Stuart. He's a mouse. Yep. Yes, okay, so that word plus a shortened version of Nicholas. I can say that. Little Nicky. It's, it's tech. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to give you a side eye on that one, but I'll count it for <laughs> now. Keep going. All right. Uh, no cats go to hell. The opposite no of that. No dogs go to heaven. All dogs go uh, to hell. Almost. Thank yes. you. Uh, this is the one with the Necronomicon in it. Oh, Evil Dead? Yes. Uh, this is um, a... Roman soldier is also called a Spartan. Uh, um, they're Greek, not Roman. That, no, they're no, also no, Roman. No, he said the Spartan. Okay, I was like, no. Oh, okay, a um, Roman soldier. Uh, there's a character in Mass Effect Two. His lots. What? Lots. Lots. Okay. Um. There's a there's a character in Mass Effect Two who really likes Shepard and he finds his armor. What's his name? Oh. Uh, Conrad. No. <laughs> You're Conrad. I mean the machine dude. The machine dude. <laughs> the, oh, the, Legion. The, the, thank yes. you. Okay, um, this came out at the same time as the update for um what's the stupid show? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, and there was a lot of crossovers. Doom. 
Yes. Okay. This is, um, it's a Christian term. Um, and it's, uh, have you, s- there's, oh God. Uh, I can't say character names. Um, shit. Okay, so it's basically like this chick is like the descendant of like Jesus Christ, and she has to save the world. What? Bless the child. Time. Dogma. Dogma. Oh, that one. All right. So she didn't get to Jennifer's body, down to earth, event horizon, or it's a wonderful life. I feel like this is actually the worst I have ever done on this game. Yeah, this was a this was a rough one. I was telling you Legion because a Legion is. Many. That wouldn't work for me. I would have no idea what you were talking the about. The classic quote, we are legion, legion we, we are, are many. many. Oh, I, mm, nothing. I got yeah, Legion literally says that. That's why he picks Legion as his name. Yes. I, I know, but still, like, I would not have remembered. Bible. I know. The Bible of the show that we're talking about. All right. So, Joe, Joe won that game, taking the title from Darcy. Ryan, you did better than Darcy this game. So, congrats. I Eat tried. My my, I tried my best. And he, he had reached good. Wise. This was uh, some rough list. No, I did horribly. Okay, it's fine. You did your best. I panicked. That one was a hard one. I'm surprised actually yeah, I got as many as I did. These were all hard categories. <laughs> Rachel Weiss is a dick move. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I right. was like the only one that I thought I could get through most of. I was like, okay, I think Rachel Weiss is going to be the one that I can do. No. Apparently not. It's okay. I, I call that myself every games, time though. I see her on team. I'm Len. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I wish I could do, but I never will. Anyways. Yeah. All right. I All right. So we kind of talked a little bit about uh, Satan showing up in the end, uh, at the very end there, a lot, because he's such. it's such an iconic moment in the movie. It's a great climax, okay? It is. Um, both. But they both said with a straight face. Which is impressive. I, I, I was just about to make the joke. I was just about to be like both in the bedroom and out. But here we are. So the one part that I want to talk about is after um, Satan shows up and does his shtick with uh, John. And John does the double sacrifice. Yes. Yes. Which is the first thing he's done selflessly for a girl that he previously like. 10 minutes ago in the movie admitted he kind of have his feelings for to midnight because she's like he because he asked him said is this because of the girl and he, he was like well it's mostly not about the girl but it still is a little bit about the girl okay and can i just also say that i actually genuinely appreciated this the romantic subtext of this that it's like it stayed true to character because both of these characters are definitely business first. Constantine's got a haul demon ass to hell, and and she's a she's a deport. detective. Deport him. Okay, fine. Deport. And, and like <laughs> he, and then she's a, a detective who wants to solve the murder of her sister as she sees it a murder, right? Yes. And so for me, it's kind of cool to see that like the romance between them was not shoehorned in. It was actually done quite organically. And even then it was still done like in a way that stays true to the characters. Cause neither mm-hmm. of these characters would, would go after a romantic relationship until they solved like this immediate life and death situation. And even yeah. then at the end where like, there's a lot of plays on that. Even she says, she's like, I don't think you're a flowers kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and, and there's like the flirting, and there's definitely some like chemistry. But they don't kiss, and I like that. Yep. Mm. I I like that too, but I almost there was like 
three little like almost almost where like the moment which just was not taken yeah it could have like, been she was she was ready for she it. was like she let's was go going to do okay. it and he's I just like good lips here psych here's a necklace yeah i think there's a protective charm i think it's one of those ones where it's i think constantine actually tries to distance himself from friends and people absolutely because, because in his line of work we've literally see b-men get killed and the Chaz priest. and the priest yep. Hennessy, I think his name was Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah. Hennessy. Yeah, like all of his friends are fucking dead, and now he's got to. All of his friends are dead. Uh, anyways, and then we, and then he has to give the Spear of Destiny to the psychic and tell her to hide it where even he can't find it to keep balance. So if anybody's Temptation. actually keeping balance here, it's definitely Constantine. Yeah. Can we also talk about Gabriel's plan? Because that's fucking batshit crazy. It is batshit crazy, but I also know some people who would agree with such a plan. Because by her mind, their mind, their plan is to bring forth the apocalypse and those who... The apocalyptic. Yeah. And those who survived were then worthy of God's love. Yep. Well, like... They They would appreciate what they had. And what they have. The point is, like, but here, like, how many of us have looked at someone else who got, like, a silver lining or, like, just they get, like, mommy and daddy bail them out or something like that. And we're like, man, if you stood on your own two fucking feet, you would realize, like, how good you have it. And I feel like that's kind of in the same lane. It's like humanity doesn't realize, according to Gabriel, uh, because I'm disclaiming that that's not how I feel, um, that... That people are squandering the gift of the Lord. And so they want everybody to realize when they don't have, um, you know, like God's protection and God's love that they could figure out like, you know, oh God, like actually Gabriel wants to, Jesus is a pretty cool dude. Gabriel wants know. to turn the atheists into foxholes that the planet is now a foxhole. Oh, Jesus uh, and it also is kind of like reminiscent of the book of Revelations, which is highly debated. And I could go on and on about shit like that. Um, it's highly debated as to whether or not the rapture would happen before or after the whole thing about prophets, like of Revelation. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Revelation talks about the end of the world. Um, there's a really good book series on it that I actually genuinely enjoy called the Left Behind series. Yes, it's Christian based. However, at the end of the day, you find that the characters are actually incredibly relatable because they're the ones who were left behind. And so like Ray is a pilot who's having an adulterous affair with his flight attendant and his daughter is like a kick-ass warrior bitch who fucking hates everybody. And then there's this like a uh, a journalist who just wants to find the truth of everything. So it's like, it's got like all your like good, like little quirks and like tropes and stuff like that. And puts it in together at the end of the world with uh, the antichrist rising up and being a truly terrible human being. So as the antichrist would probably be, but there's like spies and like torture and there's like, you know, post-apocalyptic and like natural disasters and like all this stuff. And it's, I actually genuinely enjoy this book, uh, but it's definitely a really cool artistic way of representing the book of revelations. And I enjoy it. Cool. I um, definitely grew up with a lot of this uh, lore. So <laughs> lore. here we are. So it's time for one thing I learned. Uh, one thing I learned while doing research, I've told you guys a couple of my fun facts already. Uh, but one thing I learned is that Keanu Reeves bought the uh, the cross shotgun prop uh, from a charity auction to give as a gift to the director of this movie after this movie was done. 
fair enough. That's uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, Darcy, what's one thing you learned? Uh, probably too much. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I just like saw into your so brain. So technically, I guess I learned this not from this movie, but from the Dresden TV show. They didn't do a Dresden movie when they were looking at rights. They did a TV show because Constantine was coming out and they didn't want to compete. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. That's okay. All right. Joe, what's one thing you learned? I learned if you're going to hell, it's best to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Is there water yeah. in hell? Nice. All right, Natasha. Uh, I'm definitely turned on by DILFs. And, and Satan is definitely a DILF. And we're going back to the things that I learned, <laughs> <laughs> which was too much. <laughs> All right. And with that, it's time for ratings. Uh, let's start with officially dead for two minutes, Darcy. I'm going to give this movie a solid four out of five. And why? Because... Um, this was definitely one of my favorite Keanu Reeves movies. Um, the casting choices were on point everywhere. Um, the The movie is a little bit aged, just with flip like flip Nokia's, and but that's about the only thing that kind of really ages the movie. It's because Jesus is universal. Get out of here. <laughs> Boo earns. <laughs> Sorry. But like, minusing the cell phones, the movie could take place at any point. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what about yourself? What would you rate this? I'm actually going to give it a four and a half. I think it's a interesting story of good versus evil where like he's not a good person and he's not a good hero. Like his whole, his whole premise is he wants to... Uh, like he's trying to buy himself into uh, heaven, and he knows he's doing the good things for selfish reasons. Yeah, and then like when he actually when he's put in a situation where he has no choice, or like when he is actually given a choice to give a chance and and get an extension, he chooses not to because just of all the other shit going on, right? You know, greater good, all that stuff. So I think it's a really. I good... actually upgrade myself to four and a half. No, too late now. I'll put you down for four and a half. I I introduced you by your title because I knew that I'd killed you on the inside by saying Dilf, just so you know. Uh, Joe, want to hit us up with your rating and why? I'm interested to hear from Joe because he's a first-time watcher. Yes. Yeah, like Tony said, I hadn't uh, seen this before. And when he uh, told me about the podcast and I looked it up and I thought the synopsis sounded pretty interesting and... Watching it, you know, stylistically and visually, I thought it was really good. I there were certain kind of shots and angles, like when I think one of Constantine's first appearances there, where he kind of flicks out his cigarette, and I think they kind of follow it almost to the ground in a way that just makes it kind of pop off the screen, just like the graphic novel that it really was. And but I think it kind of fell short in a few areas for me. I think that. I mean, they had a great cast, and I thought a lot of the uh, supporting characters kind of got underused. Like, I mean, they set up Shia LaBeouf there early on as, like, his wannabe understudy. Oh, and, sorry. And the- I I apologize, because there is actually an ending to his story that you don't see unless you watch through the credits. 
And Darcy showed that to me last time. He actually becomes an angel. Spoiler. Sorry, if you'd seen that, would that have changed how you felt about his character? That's an after credit scene. Yeah, not really, because it wouldn't have happened during the movie itself. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to like see if that would give you the the ending that you wanted for his character or not. Yeah, but I mean, just the fact that you know like, they kind of set him up as this guy who's his driver and following him around and wants to be just like him, and then for three quarters of the movie he disappears to the point that you even forget he's in it. Then he gets his little five minutes of fame, and he kind of gets unceremoniously killed, and that's yeah. the end of him. And then. Plus the uh, Spear of Destiny itself, the way they kind of build that up leading into the movie is like, oh, it's this uh, game changing, uh, this game changing article that's going to, you know, change the world. And you think that, uh, okay, there's the MacGuffin, there's the thing they're all going to be chasing after. And again, it kind of goes away and disappears. And <laughs> you don't really think about that until the end of the movie, too. So I thought kind of the structure was lacking. And. I mean, it has its good things going forward. I certainly liked it better than the critics seemed to. And, mm-hmm. You know, I think I'd give it a three. Nice. All right, Natasha, what about yourself? I'm really torn on what to give this because when I think about the movies that I like, I give this a five out of five because I will watch this over and over and over and over and over again, despite knowing that there is definite holes in the plot and shit like that. But, it, but like... <sighs> I don't know. I might settle for a four and a half. I was going to say four, but I'm going to give it a four and a half just because I like it. Um, Satan gets three points himself. (laughs) Basically. no. Daddy Satan, you mean? Daddy Satan. No, Um, Gabriel gets one and a half and Satan gets another one and a half and then the movie gets one and a half, so that's four and a half. Um. I will say, like, I found this movie completely by accident when it came out. Like, my parents used to, I've, I've mentioned this before, but my parents used to have this, like, satellite, and they would just, like, record movies um, off of the satellite onto DVDs and stuff like that. And there was, like, hundreds and hundreds of, DV- like, these DVDs with, like, my dad's chicken scratch of the title on it that you couldn't read. And I, I, I was actually walked in when this one started recording and I was like mesmerized. Like I was stuck. And when I think about fiction and I think about the stuff that I want to write, I'm very influenced by this aesthetic. Um, I know like Darcy, you and I have definitely talked about hashtag do it for the aesthetic. And we talked about like Catholicism, like that Catholic aesthetic but with like necromancy attached to it and this is kind of how i feel like constantine it's, falls it's in that, that dark christianity and i'm here just for it. that it's there but everyone just likes to gloss over it yeah it's not actually there but yes right and so like i just like i love the aesthetic i love the characters rachel weiss is obviously amazing keanu reeves does a really good job in this scene tilda swinton fucking murders this and like Satan as a concept that they came up with with such a juxtaposition and the fact that I'm definitely like like the actor Peter like he did he brought like he brought something to this that that no dialogue on a piece of paper could give it like he took that character and between costuming and his mannerisms and the dialogue put together built this like Satan that I would genuinely pee my pants out of fear in front of and like and then we've got our main character. I love a good anti-hero who's like flipping the devil the finger and telling demons that he's John Constantine asshole. Like the the cocky the cockiness of that is like insane. And I just 
like there's just something about this movie it's so it's good pace it's got good music um i love the wardrobe choices i love that rachel weiss's character is not wearing heels the entire time she's actually wearing like adidas or pumas or something like she's wearing sneakers sneakers and, and she wears them in the bathtub and she well yeah well <laughs> uh, but she also wears like a man's shirt so it's not showing off her ample cleavage or anything like that she's the one with the gun she's like she's the bad she's driving the damn car like you know and when she, she doesn't get just pulled under the water she turns around and shoots the shit out of mammon in the mexican man's body but like it obviously doesn't do anything, but she is cool and calm and collected enough as a quote unquote detective to turn around and shoot this motherfucker's ass and fight him as much as she fucking can. Plus the makeup that makes her look like a demon, like terrifying as fuck. Like I'm so here for this. Like I just, there's something about this like aesthetic of like John Constantine running through hell and it's like Constantine and he's like Isabel and he jumps and he grabs the thing and then like, you know smashes the orb so he comes back and he's like basically like half on fire like i am here for this aesthetic like this for me is like hashtag writing goals i'm just gonna put that on there and i wish i could come up with something like this because this is like right up my wheelhouse and this is the shit of fiction that i will always write you throw to me now yes I am aware. I just needed to like bask in this. Like I just outpoured a lot of the feelings on the table. So yeah. I just, how, how I the hell do you follow that Tony? <laughs> and maybe yeah. a cigarette. Okay. So this is the 36 things that I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Tony will be like, what? yeah, it was is it mostly good. about my sex life. Yeah. No, it's just the last five minutes of you going on. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I actually watched. She went for 10. Jesus Christ. What? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. I did not. Oh, my God. Okay, tell me. You're just still go. going, technically. Just, just do it. Uh, hey, Tony, what's two things you've learned? <laughs> this isn't things I've learned. This is ratings at this point. Oh, they were still in the ratings. <laughs> that was a 10-minute rating. We did their last. We, we did, did the, the things. things we learned already. Oh, so that's how long we've been waiting for. Half. I'm Imagine sorry. If, it was if how long she would have gone. Oh, I know. I give this a four. <laughs> I just I'm stopping you. <laughs> I give this a four. Cease! <laughs> Let me just speak. Mute her no! <laughs> Put your pants back I, on. I gotta do. I gotta do at least once per episode. I go on a monologue, and this it just happened to, to be, be at, at this time. End. Okay. All right. So I give it a four. Uh, I think it's actually a three point five stylistically, story wise, all those kind of areas. I give it a five or four, an extra point five. Uh, because I think of nostalgia and I really enjoy it personally. So on a like a technical rating, I give it a three point five. On a I enjoyed it rating, I give it an extra point five for that. Bring it's it to a four. I'm not gonna the... go on longer because uh, someone has already really explained all of my talking points. <laughs> uh, so all of our scores together are eighteen point five out of twenty five, which is seventy four percent. So we're higher than IMDb and a little higher than Totten Romatoes. Yeah. But and definitely higher than critics. Fuck the critics. Yes. So anyway, Wait, you are a critic. I am, and I am fucking you. Did you get it? Hey! Hey! Yay, toast. <laughs> <laughs> French toast. All right. So this has been another episode of Flix Raid. I'd like to say a special thank you to my co-host Midnight Natasha. What up? And of course, a special thank you to Spear of Destiny Joe. Without this you, this is- movie would not happen. Yeah, this is your Nazi. wise southern grandfather saying, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> as well as thank you to the androgynous blonde angle, Ryan. Hola. 
Au revoir. Hola. Uh, and with much love, of course, to our officially dead for two minutes, Darcy. Ma. I've been your host, and I am an apprentice deportation officer, Tony. Good night, internet. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's an outro. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Flix X-Ray. If you've not already, please subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. And if you feel up to it, why not give us a review too? We'd love it. For this episode's show notes, please check out the episode page at our website, FlixXRaid.com, and follow us on social media at the handle at FlixXRaid. If you'd like to show, support the show, check out our merch on Redbubble.com slash FlixXRaid, or you can become a Patreon at Patreon.com slash FlixXRaid. Good night, Internet. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, why don't you give this podcast a try? Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack. We like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in. At number two, Girls on a Bench.